Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler, your lovely Sunday chat host. Surrounded by my doctrinaires, Tim Andrews is here. Hello. Jared Yamamoto. I'm, I'm sorry, you're last. Uh, English Nick is here. Good day. First, I have to introduce the guy that my, the way I get my mind around this is his first name is Nick, and he wasn't born here. English Nick. And the handsomest producer in all of producery, Jared Yamamoto. Good this afternoon. Is a very special show. In a way, because this is going to be our last Sunday show. The what? Von, the Von Hessler Doctrine is moving on January 9th to weekdays, 11 to noon. And whoop, whoop. we are, uh, many people thought I was going to continue to do the Sunday show, but you know, an hour a day. Woo! Wow, that's too much. I can't add anything more to that. So the Sunday, the Sunday show has to. If you guys know me, I'm pretty lazy. I only have about an hour a day in me. So the Sunday show has to come to an end. And this is the 90th. We ended on a nice round number. Oh wow! Number 90. This is we've done 90 von Hessler doctrines on uh, on Sunday. And unfortunately, Autumn Fisher can't be with us because she's severely pregnant and had one of those nights last night so she can't be with us so uh let's get this one going the way we've gotten all the rest going with this headlines of the week all right jared yamamoto with your i don't know falcons christmas sweater hey we need a victory today I'm no, hoping that Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg can help us out here. I'm working on it right now. Ruth Bader Ginsburg will have her fo- <laughs> football picks at the top of the second hour. Uh, the Falcons are playing... Uh, we're playing the 49ers at home. Oh, boy, you got to win that one. you got to win that one. Is the, Kaepernick a part of it? Uh, has he been pulled? Or is he? Is it, are they back to the first guy, Gabbert? I think again? they went back to Gabbert again. You know what? The fact that they went to him, I still refer to them as the anti-American 49ers. Yeah. And uh, they're a terrible team, so the Falcons should win, even though Julio has to sit. So, uh, Jared Yamamoto, uh, give me some headlines. Yeah, this first headline I have to highlight, according to the Washington Post here, because there's so much fake news going on right now. Uh, FBI Director James Comey and James Clapper are now in agreement with the CIA on a report regarding fake news. I'm sorry, I missed my sounder there. We... Oh. Go, go ahead, say it again. I, I stepped on you. So, basically, FBI Director James Comey and James Clapper are now in agreement with the CIA's report that uh, the election was hacked by Russians. There you go. Now, I'm going to use the sounder. Fake news. Now, the news actually did happen. And I do believe that the intelligence agencies believe that this happened. And, I, you know, I guess probably it did happen. What I find hilarious is the way that uh, the, the news media, the left, the celebrities, the liberals have decided... This is the next reason why Donald Trump won. The fact that the Russians would rather have dealt with Trump, I'm not exactly sure why that is, because he's got more hard-nosed generals in there and all that, so I'm not sure why they would want that, but they didn't like Hillary Clinton any more than America did. Apparently, she's not liked around the world. (laughs) But the point here is, it goes back to this old thing with the left, 
they just can't believe for a moment that they lost because they had a horrible candidate. Which, by the way, is the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth reasons they lost was because they had a horrible candidate. The sixth, seventh, and eighth is because the party lost touch with a large segment of the country. When you get to nine and ten, something else is in there. You get to about thirteen or fourteen, and maybe the Russians show up with what they. Yes, did they try to change the election? I guess maybe they did. But guess what? If the Democrats had had a much better candidate, the Russians would not have been successful. And it goes back to this academic idea that the left has. It's elitist. The people in the Midwest are dumb. They're boobs. They didn't go to college like we did. They're not educated such as we. And so, therefore, what we know is that uh, they're easily manipulated. You know, the people on the left are too smart to be manipulated by Vladimir Putin, but these boobs, these uneducated, the unwashed, in the middle of the country, they're so malleable, you know, they're just, they're just so, they're so dumb that uh, Vladimir Putin can convince them to, to elect uh, a candidate who is not for them. So now you've got all of these, you know, if the Democrat Party ever wants to get back in power, and by the way, everybody take a chill pill. Huh? On the right and on the left. Take a look at uh, American history. Nothing is forever. Everything is brief. For the most part, you get eight years. Every once in a while, you'll get you'll get uh, twelve years. But uh, by having the vice president elected after the two-term president, very rarely does that happen. Democrats, relax. You're going to be in power. Republicans, get off your high horse. You're going to lose power again in the future. This is how it works. But if the Democrats want to get back in power quicker, what they need to do is go buy themselves a huge mirror and look into it and identify how they lost a large segment of the population. Donald Trump was not elected because of Vladimir Putin. He was not elected because of, uh, uh, this is what we're being told now, Fake news. You want to know what the biggest fake news story going right now is? The hyperbole surrounding the fake news story. Istrozvidje. <laughs> uh, yes, Mr. Putin. I would like to add that my son, his name is Baron Putin, obviously. <laughs> he sits in his basement all day working to hack America. And what we found this time is that the firewalls were too, 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 too strong. <laughs> and this time we could not uh, do everything. But what I tell you is very strange. The Democrats used to love Russia. What is going on? I know. The Democrats have flipped on you. I remember when Reagan was in there, the Democrats were huge fans of the Russian people. <laughs> so malleable back then. <laughs> <laughs> so, so easy to manipulate at that time. And now apparently they're they're all anti-russian i don't know where that came from but look uh, the democrats lost because they stopped talking to a large segment of the american population and i've said it before and i'll say it again if you're a democrat and you want to get back in power first of all chill because the pendulum always swings back and forth look here's the history look at the history what happens is no matter who wins they always overplay their hand especially if they get reelected bush got reelected completely overplayed his hand bush created obama Obama got reelected, completely overplayed his hand, decided he didn't need the Congress to get deals with enemies, decided completely overplayed uh, his hand. He created Trump. That's the reality. That's the Von Hessler doctrine. They all overplay their hand and then they're corrected. The country corrects from the other side. Bush created Obama. Obama created Trump. Now, how, and I'll tell you this, I don't believe that Trump's supporters 
have any more of an idea than Trump's detractors as to exactly what kind of president he's going to be. This guy is throwing up so much dust. So much dust. You know, he'll meet in the morning with the CEO of ExxonMobil and tell you that he's going to be the Secretary of State. And then at three in the afternoon, he meets with uh, Leo. Paulie Shore. Yeah. <laughs> Pauly Shore, Leo DiCaprio. A lot of great ideas from Paulie Shore. Kanye West. Kanye West. And look, this is what everybody has to understand. This is what America voted for. I think it's hilarious when you read the, the media and they still don't get it. Oh my God, he's not doing it the way other other people do it. That's why he was elected. He went out there and said, however they're doing it, whoever they are, and whatever their motives are, it ain't working for you. Wrong. So, so you should expect that he, look, this is what happened. He went out there and said, this country's got a lot of great deal makers, and we can make better deals. Now, He's in office, and that's what he's doing. He's throwing up smoke, so you don't know what in the world is going on. Is he going to fall with Leo DiCaprio and Al Gore, or is he going to fall with the CEO of ExxonMobil? As we know from the art of the deal, that's the beginning of the deal, right? You throw a bunch of smoke up, nobody knows where you're coming from. Here's the thing. Everyone needs to relax. It seemed unlikely, but it happened. He won. And this is what people voted for, a different style. And he's going to go out there and make deals with the world. And now we're going to find out whether or not it works. But again, I promise you, I don't think the supporters know any more than the detractors what kind of presence he's going to be. You know, we don't know. You get these LGBTQ groups that are going crazy. What has he ever said against them? I've got a feeling that there's a lot of social conservatives are going to be a little bit upset with his presidency concerning traditional social issues like that. So stop pretending you understand and stop being surprised that he's doing it differently. That's what he was voted to do. Now we got to sit back and find out if it works or not. All right, more headlines on this final Sunday edition of the Von Hessler Doctrine when we return. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the last Sunday episode of the Von Hessler Doctrine on January 9th. We're going to the big stage. We're going 11 to noon weekdays right here. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. So before we move on to another story, I got to... We're talking about the... the uh, Fake news. The fake news. That guy sounds like he was born in 1967, so he'd been 20 and 87. Yes, so uh, are you saying that there'll be He's no from the 80s, that guy. <laughs> fake news. All the fake news is from the 80s. So uh, this idea that tomorrow when the electors get together, <laughs> that there is any doubt that they aren't going to vote for Donald Trump to be president. There's this... This is the biggest fake news story out there. You had these uh, actors who got together, like Martin Sheen and... Uh, James Cromwell. Republican members of the Electoral College, this message is for you. Oh, listen As up. you know, our founding fathers built the Electoral College to safeguard the American people from the dangers of a demagogue. No, and to ensure no, that the presidency why. only goes to someone who is, to an eminent degree, endowed with no, the requisite qualifications. Well, that was written an by somebody degree. else. 
Someone who is Hamilton. highly qualified for the He's job. He's got a great musical. The Electoral College. He should be our favorite. Specifically to how, 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 how shallow is that? That like Alexander Hamilton is suddenly everybody's favorite uh, person in American history. Because, boy, what a great rapper. <laughs> an unfit candidate from becoming president. There are 538 members of the Electoral College. Wow, could you sound any more serious yeah. as an actor? You. And just 36 other conscientious Republican electors can make a difference. By voting your con... Wait a minute. For years, you liberal actors would tell me there's no such thing as a conscientious Republican. And now you're, you're reaching out to them? What is On December 19th. <laughs> and thereby shaping the future of our nation. Yeah, look who that is. I'm not asking you to vote for Hillary Clinton. I'm not, I'm not asking you to vote for Hillary Clinton. I'm not asking you to vote for Hillary Clinton. But you could. As you know, the Constitution gives electors the right to vote for any eligible person. Yeah, this is the idiot thing. Is that the guy from MASH? Is he still around doing his thing? Which guy? Mike B.J. Farrell? Honeycutt? Mike Farrell. Yeah, Mike B.J. Farrell. Honeycutt's dead. Uh, no, he was B.J. <laughs> no, Mike Farrell was not B.J. Honeycutt. I mean, I'm not going to have this argument. <laughs> B.J. was the first guy. No. Mike Farrell was the Trapper second. was the first guy. Oh, you're right. Okay. Welcome back to MASH Fact Check. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been fact checked. <laughs> I've been MASH Fact Check. <laughs> I've been mashed. Anyways, that guy's always been a Fruit Loop. Listen, when. Let me just say this. <laughs> I voted for the Libertarian, the guy who put on the clown nose and danced around, because I'm a Libertarian. I didn't vote for Trump. We have some actors in town because we, a lot of productions go on. I don't mm-hmm. know, so I could be hearing this. What you do is great. When you make these great shows, it's awesome. Okay? Now, I know. Listen up if you're an actor and you're hearing this. Listen up. I know that you have friends that you know in the back of your mind are more talented than you are who didn't make it, and you feel guilty about that. So, therefore, the way that you compensate is by deciding that I'll use this platform to change the world. I've got some cold, cold water for you. We love what you do. Do you know, we still go see Sean Penn, because everything else aside, he is a great actor. When he makes his movies that are fake, you know, dress up and play pretend. You guys are great at that, and we appreciate that. And by the way, that's a value. You don't have to try to save the world. It's a value to us that you make these little plays, and we get to watch them and enjoy them. But here's the cold water for you, and I'm just, this is the Von Hessler Doctrine. Welcome to the South. We speak the truth here. This is the Von Hessler Doctrine. WSB, welcome South, brother. Nobody cares what you think about politics. Lean in closer. I'll say it again. We love what you do. We love your little stories. It's valuable. Nobody cares what you think about politics. But welcome to the South, and give us your tax money. All right. When we get back, Autumn Fisher is not here. Jared Yamamoto will be presenting the WTF stories. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And in today's Atlanta Journal-Constitution, an investigation into doctors and sex abuse, in the case of one doctor who assaulted 1,200 children, story, while disturbing, shows how the system works to protect doctors, giving them priority, even when children are abused. That's why we say, if it's Sunday... It's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And I have to amend. I have a couple of doctors in my family, and they're great people. But I just, hey, we got to show the whole story there. It just feels as if editorially I have to step in and go that my father-in-law was a wonderful doctor, and, and my brother-in-law is as well. So 
Yeah, yeah we're dealing with the minority there. Let's, let's yeah. make sure we know. The I believe so. But I still have a great doctor, too. It's a story that needs to be told. Uh, so pick up your Sunday, AJC. Welcome back to the Von Hessler Doctrine. This is our last Sunday show. Before we go for the big time on January 9th, weekdays from 11 a.m. till noon. Yes, English. Can man. I just say, when you, when you come back on January 9th for that show, I know, yeah. you, I know you're doing some fill-ins before then, but ease into that hour. It's, oh, a, no. it's a lot of work, man. One hour a day. Just ease into it. People are worried day. that I'll pass out yeah. after the second day. <laughs> you know, one whole hour a day <laughs> is rather trying. But you know what I'm doing? I'm getting a lot of sleep throughout the holidays yes. so that I'll have extra energy so that I can actually perform for one hour every weekday starting on January 9th. Uh, we're talking about the, you know, I think it's, it's funny to me. We're talking about these celebrities who have put out this video trying to convince 37 Republican electors to switch their vote. And number one, it's amazing to me that celebrities have not caught on that if you want to hurt the chances of a candidate, endorse them. Like celebrities now, the fact that you get Hollywood celebrities and music celebrities to endorse you, it used to be kind of neutral to maybe help a little bit. Now I really believe... People just think that celebrities are part of the elite and uh, the beautiful people. So Lady Gaga didn't convince you to vote for Hillary Clinton? <laughs> Lady Gaga hasn't convinced me to buy an album. <laughs> so I don't know how Lady Gaga with her phony baloney. Here's fake news. I'm doing a dive bar tour. Joanne. Get out of here. <laughs> Get a dive. She did three bars. And her whole, oh, look at me, I play electric guitar. No, you don't. Anyway, don't get me off on Lady Gaga. The celebrities hurt. Also, if they were able to throw it into the House of Representatives, it's overwhelmingly run by Republicans. So they would just vote for Trump anyway. Right? Which, which no, they, they're, they're, they're too stupid, though, Eric. They, they know that Hillary Clinton is better no, that, for America than that, Donald that Trump. That isn't what they think. They think that they'll, they can get a candidate like Kasich or Romney or something like that. And, and I love this idea from the left that if they were able to figure out a way to deny the office to the duly elected Donald Trump, that his voters would just sit on their hands. Like, they wouldn't hit the streets en masse, and it wouldn't be ugly. It's absurd. We had an election. It was won the same way they've all been won since Washington, the Electoral College. And a lot of this relax. Re- a lot of this rebellion too is coming from the West Coast. You know that Nancy Pelosi's daughter is one of oh. is one of the electors from California who's trying to convince uh, people to fall in line with her. And then, Again, in, but in, the Democrats so smart re- reelecting uh, Nancy Pelosi to be the head of the minority in the House. Uh, oh, she's a good vote counter. What does that do for the dude in Ohio? She's a great vote counter. She can whip up the votes. What does that do for the working class individual in Wisconsin? The Democrats are so far in the wilderness right now. So, uh, And before we get to WTF, uh, what are the Star Wars numbers? Because I haven't seen this movie yet. Rogue One? Yeah, yeah. So in, in the U.S., it uh, brought in 155 million, and globally, 290 million. So that's a that's great, and awesome who, movie. Who here has seen it? Tim Andrews has saw seen it. Fantastic. Jared Yamamoto saw it. We haven't seen it yet. No, I, I wait till there's less people in the movie theater. I go see uh, I go see blockbusters when it's me and like three homeless guys in the yeah. theater. I wait. This is, you know, it turns out it's the same movie. Yes. Here's Gen X and uh, the Millennial 
generation agreeing right. this is possibly the best Star Wars film. Shake hands, yes. Yes! Uh, since Empire Strikes Back, Jared even likes it more. I, I think, foolhardy. I think whatever. the second hour might be the best hour in the entire Star Wars franchise. So, there's, it's action-packed, it's fun, it's not... I was afraid it was going to be one of those social lectures about how... Not like the not. last one. ...girls can do it, too. It is not like that. <laughs> Which, by the way, it's fine. But I like the last Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. But I was annoyed by that part where the girl kept going, Stop! Stop grabbing my hand! <laughs> I don't need the lecture. If you want to just put a strong female character up there, just put a strong female character up. I don't need I don't need a social studies lecture. So I thought there might be more of that in this Rogue One. You're saying there isn't. I didn't see much of it. There's action, there's humor, there's uh, people you've never seen before and will never see again. But it was good. Uh, once they got George Lucas out of the way, isn't that funny? Yeah, you can you can actually the fans who are now directors and writers mm-hmm. in Hollywood have a much better idea of what this franchise I, should be than the guy who started it. I did get nervous though because George Lucas did say that he liked this film, and right. w- w- when he didn't like Episode Seven that came out last year, he hated that. And uh, so I got nervous. I'm like, oh no, there's going to be another Jar Jar Binks, or there's going to be another, <laughs> there's going to be something, something. Yeah. are not in this one. <laughs> So, uh, so uh, John Williams is not doing the music. No, he's not. He, he didn't do it, and they didn't. He's do... hundred and thirty-three. I don't know why people are so. That's part of Star Wars, though. You expect it, but the movie is still great. Aside from that, there are some things that are missing from typical Star Wars movies. Without spoiling it, yeah. but it still is great. I heard they wanted John Williams, but he can no longer lift the baton. So. <laughs> All right, it's time for this. What the? What the? What the? Seriously, what the? WTF with Autumn Fisher. Autumn cannot be with us. She's have, she had one of those pregnancy nights last <laughs> night. So she was she was up all night getting rid of things that were at one point in her stomach, I think. So she's Aww. not with us. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, grow up, people. Grow up. <laughs> it's pregnancy. Yeah. All right. So what is the WFC? Uh, we'll have Jared Yamamoto fill in with the WTF stories. Sure. This one's pretty fun right here. A new Google Chrome extension will allow you to swap out Donald Trump's face with a photo of a kitten. <laughs> oh, it's isn't that of, nice? It's so cute and so sweet. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the idea because Donald Trump brings people down who didn't vote for him and so now they can switch it. You know what? This actually works because the left is living in a virtual reality anyway. So they might as well. I mean, they live in a world where they believe, you know what? Facts don't matter. I just want to live in this bubble, so let them continue to live in this bubble. You don't mind being a cat, do you, Donald? Look, kittens have claws, okay? If you're going to bit me in the bubble, I don't mind. <laughs> claw your way out. I'll claw my way out. Don't you worry about me. You're a big old ginger tomcat, aren't you? I'm a, look, <laughs> one of my favorite things to do of all time is to find rats, okay? <laughs> I'll find all the rats. You're going to clean the vermin. You're going to drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Get rid of the vermin. Okay? The name of the app, too, uh, Donald, is uh, Make America's Kitten Again. Make America Cats Again would have sounded better because you got to keep it the same. (laughs) Look, they don't come to me for these things. I'll help them. I know how to do business. Well, you met with all those tech billionaires and uh, told them that you'd help them keep their... Their tech uh, marvels going, right? I want Apple moving to the United States, okay? I want iPhones made here. We don't need nets. People are going to be jumping out of windows. They'll just be happy that they have jobs. Won't they cost like $1,500 a piece, the iPhones? I think that people will be able to afford those because we're just going to keep winning. (laughs) Once you get the winning going, anybody can afford anything, right? You're going to get tired of all the winning. Are we Are we going to come to you and say, Donald, we're tired of all the winning? Let's take a break from the winning. Let's lose a little bit. <laughs> we're going to miss the losing. Let's make it fair for the other countries. I want, look, I want everybody to have an iPhone, okay? If you want a Samsung, we'll make ones that don't blow up. 
That's winning. Yes, Jared Allen. It was say, Donald, are you going to meet up with this app creator? He says that the reasons why he made this app is because, number one, you're a disgrace, two, kittens are lovely, and three, he couldn't find a Creative Commons photo of a blobfish. What I'd like to see happen is him, for him to make a, a, a Hillary Clinton app where every time you find a picture of her, it's a dinosaur, okay? <laughs> Because she's the past, I'm the future. 100 years from now, you're going to find her buried in a rock. And you'll be on the money, right? I'll be on, look. You want to be on all the bills, right? I'll be Baron, Ivanka, the other two, <laughs> the girl, the daughter. I don't know who she is, but she's beautiful, okay? All the money will be in the Trumps. All the money, and it'll be orange. <laughs> Next next story sir okay so so you guys are talking about donald trump hopefully you guys were talking about apple there and apple is said to be working on a foldable iphone foldable yeah a foldable iphone bendable you can fold it over like a billfold that's right so they're they're said to be working on that well you know what i don't even know if this is true but they need something right people expect apple to create something that hasn't been created before and really they've turned into this phone company (laughs) it's really what they are now they don't really make anything new they just you know, they dabble around the edges, and look, we, our new iPhone, through um, ingenious engineering, we have shaved off a half a millimeter. That's right. It's a half a millimeter skinnier. And we're supposed to like react like, oh my God, I, I, on that last iPhone, I thought this is perfect, except it would just be a half millimeter skinnier. <laughs> it would be everything that I want. Easier to fit in your skinny jeans. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of think this this is a, this, there is a technology, whoever the glass company is, is making this stuff. There is a bendable glass technology. But I don't know that, how often, I mean, how long is that going to last? Probably not that long. And the best thing that happened to Apple. Do you need to bend your phone? Oh, is the flip phone what we're looking for again? Exactly. This we're going whole, backwards. I mean, those phones are the flip phone. Have you seen Clark Howard's phone? The thing is a freaking tablet. I, I mean, that- yeah, no, that's true. But I mean, still, why would we, why would you want to flip the phone? Turn. I don't. So think that way, it fits in your pocket a little bit better. Like like right now, I mean, the the iPhone five version at least still fits in your pocket comfortably. The yeah. iPhone six S and, and I think the new seven S. Mm-hmm. I mean, that thing gets bigger and bigger. Yeah, and I bigger. know, but you can read on it. You can read better. It's a better phone. I love my iPhone. What do I have? A seven? You have the six. Six. Yeah. yeah. I just want a headphone jack, and they don't have it anymore. Well, the headphone jack is gone, brother. Well, that's gone. Get yourself some wireless buds, mate. Speaking don't of, like that. Speaking of dinosaurs. Those are gone. That's their. That's their newest. Now, now when Apple innovates, they just annoy you. <laughs> now we used to innovate by giving you something you'd never seen before. Now we innovate by taking your favorite things away. On their newest laptop, they get rid of the uh, mag. What is that called? The the oh yeah the 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 plug-in thing that's magnified. They did well, not magnified. Magnetic. magnetic. Yeah, yeah, and it, which is great because if you knock your plug out, you don't wreck your laptop. It just comes out. No, they got rid of it. Now what is it? Plug in again? Yeah, plug in. Now if you if you if you trip over the cord, you're going to ruin your laptop. Listen, yeah, ta- that's our new innovation. Our new innovation is we're now taking away things that we got you to love. The best thing that happened to Apple was those exploding Samsung phones. That's why they're still <laughs> around. What about the Pixel? Does anybody have the Pixel? What's the Pixel? Oh, that it's new Google phone. Google oh. phone. It's supposed to be good. I still haven't seen anybody in a supermarket with an Apple Watch yet. In oh, I have. In years. <laughs> eh, you live in the hip side of town. Yeah. I'm out in the suburbs with the real people. <laughs> All right. That music tells me that uh, we're going to take a break and try to squeeze in another WTF story or two when we return. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. You better not bow, I'm 
Welcome back. Eric Von Hessler, The Von Hessler Doctrine, show number 90, our last Sunday show, starting on January 9th, weekdays, 11 a.m. to noon, with The Von Hessler Doctrine. This is our 90th and last Sunday show. You know, we were talking about Apple before we left. And this uh, Christmas spirit, the Christmas song we hear there. What annoys me about Apple is that uh, that Frankenstein's monster commercial. <laughs> Number one, it annoys me because they refer to him as Frankenstein, which is the oldest. It's not for, the doctor's name was Frankenstein. The monster was the monster. The monster's not called Frankenstein. But this is one of those only a a moronial, only a moronial could love the message in this commercial where Frankenstein's monster comes down off the hill and wants to join in on all the caroling fun. And and then, so then, at first, people are, oh, Frankenstein, I don't, Frankenstein's monster, I don't know. And then the little girl opens up her heart, and then we realize we should all open our hearts to everybody. Which I agree, we should all open our hearts to everybody. But a monster who is killed... We know this monster is killed. Now, don't get me wrong. Frankenstein's monster is a pitiable figure. Didn't ask for it. And probably didn't want to kill that kid. But <laughs> did. <laughs> I don't care what the motives were. There was a kid killed along the way, if we're talking about Frankenstein's monster. So I can agree with the message, but I'm not going to start with Frankenstein's monster. You think I'm looking too much into this? But the message... Jared, you're looking, the message is... It's a sweet commercial. Is it a Come sweet on. commercial? It Maybe is. the most has uh, rehabbed himself. You know? Maybe yeah. He still yeah. killed a kid! Yeah. I've done my time. Yeah. Yeah. He still killed a kid. Yeah. Maybe he didn't mean to. Therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only a moronial could be open to this message. And believe me, I know what the further meant. We know what's being talked about there. I'm not going to talk about it here. I'm going to lose my job before I end up on January 9th on weekdays at WSB. Like I said, ease into it, Eric. We all know the people that we're not accepting. Open your hearts and your minds to everyone. Even monsters that are killed. getting mad at TV a lot lately. When you watch TV, do you yell at it? Oh, because the Moronials and all, oh my, the most boring generation. What's that show, The Story of Us? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I only have to watch the commercials to see how sickening that is. <laughs> I'm 400 pounds, but I'm beautiful. Okay. <laughs> All right. There's no difference between me and Christy Brinkley. All right. Okay, more headlines when we return. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, hour two. The final Sunday hour of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. Jared Yamamoto, my producer, our Christmas special. Is that going to run next Sunday? Will that be at this time? It will not be at this time. But It'll it will run on Sunday. So I am correct when I say this is our final Von Hessler Doctrine hour as the official Von Hessler Doctrine. Correct, because next Sunday is Christmas. It airs from 5 to 7, okay. I believe, on, on Christmas we, Day. Uh, we have a Christmas special that, by the way, if you're around Facebook Live, Tuesday at 7 p.m., you can watch us put together our Christmas special, and that will run 
uh, on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and I believe the day after Christmas, I've been told. Oh, it's uh, 7 to 9, Jason is telling me. Oh, 7 to 9, seven on, nine. on Christmas Day. And remember, where, where could, where's your new Facebook page, Eric? Uh, that would be on Facebook. It's called the Von Hessler Doctor. <laughs> Thank you! Yes! You need to go there because we'll be doing the Facebook Live off of there. And those are all very fun. We have a lot of people in. Lucky Yates from TV's Archer. Uh, uh, my buddy Kevin Kinney from Driving and Crying. Those are our, our holiday doctrinaires. I believe the great Chris Chandler, who you get your news from here on WSB, will be playing piano for us that evening. He will be, and uh, so and we do it like uh, the old. If you remember the old seventies Christmas TV specials, we kind of do it in that in that sort of spirit. So join us on Tuesday at seven p.m. You can watch as we put together the. Christmas special that will play on Christmas Eve. Do you know what time on Christmas Eve? We know it's Christmas Day, but it'll be on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and I believe the day after Christmas. Uh, but this is our last Von Hessler Doctrine on a Sunday, because on Wednesday, January 9th, we go weekdays, 11 a.m. till noon. Let's do this. Headlines of the week. No, this should be more headlines. It's a small little thing. But these are more headlines. Jared Yamamoto, give me some more headlines. <laughs> a new scientific report finds that man-made climate change played a role in two dozen extreme weather events last year. Fake news! <laughs> <laughs> Fake news! No story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Now, fill me in a little bit more now. Who, uh, so, so this is a... This they is took a, all the storms around the world... I, apparently, it yeah. looks like they took uh, 24 out of 30 strange weather events and determined that these uh, these events were caused by man-made... Uh news! Exactly how did they make this decision that this storm was affected by climate change, man-made climate change, and this other storm over here was not affected by man-made climate change? Well, they found that there was an increase in tropical cyclone activity. They found that the fi- cold snaps in the United States, downpours in Nigeria, and... News. <laughs> so, before we had man-made climate change, there were no cyclones, there were no downpours... There were no hurricanes. <laughs> no, but Eric, here it is. Well, here it is right here. 116 scientists from around the world calculated whether the odds of the extreme weather events were increased by global warming. They based their calculations on observed data, understanding of the... Fi- <laughs> You're not going to get through this one, Jared. It's not gonna happen. I'm just they reading the story here. <laughs> so they have an algorithm by which they push the numbers yeah. through, and that tells them that this uh, weather system was, in fact, was affected by man-made climate change. And hold on a second while I push my, my eyeglasses up a little further the bridge of my nose before I tell you that these over here were not. And... Uh, but does it tell you? Does the story? Hey, Mr. Bronchitis. <laughs> oh my lord! But was was English Nick's bronchitis? Is that one of the things that was affected by man-made climate change? It, it, it could be. It could be from the February 2015 uh, northeastern cold snap where we had the polar vortex going okay. down. Now, Go, so that that, that one it. that one they say was affected. By yes, yes. That one, in fact, the polar vortex. Fake news. That's a new show coming to Netflix. I think <laughs> polar vortex. <laughs> My goodness gracious. <clears throat> you know, I saw a thing the other day. I, you know, this is my feeling about this. Was, well, you're not a scientist, and my answer usually is neither are you. <laughs> okay? 96% of all scientists have agreed that the thing with the doom and the... And I say, 
<laughs> Mr. Bronchitis over here. <laughs> I got the wheeze today, mate. <laughs> Excuse me. Al Gore, would you explain to me how we know that some storms are affected by this and others are not? Because there's an algorithm. Mm-hmm. Algorithm. Algorithm is a good friend of mine now. He went to, He also went to Harvard. And yeah. Algorithm is the number one scientist when it comes to climate change. So he's the only scientist we have to worry about. I trust Algorithm. Uh-huh. Excuse me, Dr. Algorithm. And I can attest that most people who get bronchitis these days, if they're not smokers, is. are victims of climate change. Man-made climate change. Man-made climate change. No, so they used to call it global warming, and then it, 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 it didn't work out. That doesn't out. test well anymore. No, so they changed, well, it got cold all of a sudden, and then right. now they changed it to climate change. And then people started saying, well, didn't climate change before? So now it's man-made climate change that we have to worry about. Listen, I trust Algo, Dr. Algorithm <laughs> with my life. And we should as well, I suppose. I think y'all, and look, I have an even more inconvenient truth coming out soon. It's number two. You got a, a, a sequel to the a inc- sequel. your blockbuster hit, An Inconvenient Truth. In case you weren't scared by my Oscar-winning documentary. Yeah, nobody saw it except for the people who voted for the Oscar. Dr. Algorithm <laughs> saw it. <laughs> and he went straight to work. He did. To find a way to decide which storms were affected by man-made climate change. Seven out of ten storms are caused by man-made global warming. And they say that... Uh, Fake news. Say, Eric, you're not a scientist. You don't know about climatology. You, you know what? I do know BS. <laughs> I know BS. And you're right. I don't know uh, the climate. But what I do know is that the people who talk about man-made climate change are willing to lie to me. <laughs> I know that. Well, Eric, what about the 96% of the scientists all say the science is settled? And I say to those people, what do I say to those people, Jared? When they tell me that 96% of all scientists agree, what's my response? Name one. Name one. And usually the person I'm talking to cannot name uh, one of these. Uh. If I really, really push them, put their feet to the fire, they'll say uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, or whatever that guy's name is. That's it. Uh, yeah. Uh, he doesn't count. He's a planet. He's, he's an astro- astronomer. What about Bill Nye the science guy? Not a science he's guy. He's a genius. I love that. These millennials like, hey, it's right there in his name. He's the science guy. <laughs> Turns out he's not a scientist. <laughs> he's a TV guy. So no one could ever name any of these scientists who supposedly all agreed that the science is settled on. Now, here's the thing. I'm not a scientist. Look at that. What sets me apart from you? I'm willing to let you know that I'm not a scientist. But when you're arguing to me that my entire economy should be turned upside down, you act like you are. Because you have one piece of information in your head. 96% of all of the, the people who study the, the climate, they all agree. Name one. How dare you doubt Noah. Name one. <laughs> oh, Noah. And they're all trying to get money. For, here's the thing. First of all, if you want me to believe you, don't lie to me. You told me that Superstorm Sandy had something to do with climate change. Here's the chances that Superstorm Sandy... Zero. Do you people understand that chance? Some people don't even think it's a number. They call it a concept. Zero percent <laughs> chance 
that Superstorm Sandy had anything to do with climate change. It wasn't even a hurricane when it hit. It had to do with where the tides were. It was a perfect storm rolling in on land like that. So that's, that's my data point. What I do know is that you are willing to lie and mythologize in order to get your point across. When somebody lies to Eric Von Hessler, he doesn't call the police, he doesn't complain, he <laughs> simply makes a decision never to believe you again. So that's where you are with me. If you're willing to lie, you, you understand what I'm saying here? You could be right, but if you're willing to lie, I'm still not going to believe the next thing that you say. So that's where... That's where I stand on, on this. Now, do I know cl- the climate? No, I do not. But if, you're going to li- if I find that you're lying to me on one thing, I'm going to assume that you have the ability to lie. Also, Noah, where do they get their money from? I saw a story the other day about uh, a bunch of uh, scientists, and they wore their white lab outfits to a rally in California. <laughs> their lab coats? Yeah, because <laughs> the lab coat says that we're right. And they held up signs that said things like... Uh, uh, the ice is not political, it just melts, or something like that. You know, whenever there's a study that comes out that says that uh, man-made climate change isn't that big of a deal, they'll trace it back and say, well, you know, Dow Chemical paid for that, or somebody paid for that. How many of these scientists get their money from government funds? And how, how likely is it at a research institution that you will get money from the government if your next paper is entitled, There's No Such Thing as Man-Made Climate Change? Alright. <laughs> what do we got to do next? Oh, ju- uh, uh, Supreme Court mistress, I call her, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, with her football picks when we return. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. To this, the final Sunday edition of the Von Hessler Doctrine. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's my sidekick, Joan Jett. Laying it down for you. All right, well, uh, Atlanta plays the 49ers today. That's right. Very Four interesting because, uh, remember, some months ago, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg gave her opinion on Colin Cap. Hold on, hold on. No, don't, don't call for the music yet. Uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, not standing for... The national anthem, and I suppose today in the, in Atlanta he will he will sit, and not sit, but kneel during the national anthem, and uh, Juth Bader Juth Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Would I arrest them for doing it? No, <laughs> it's dumb and disrespectful. Uh, the same, I would have the same answer if you asked me about flag burning. <laughs> so we found out that apparently she knows a lot about the NFL. She's been doing our picks here every <laughs> Sunday since and has like a 75-80% uh, win rate here. Not so good last time, but I'm not so good last time is all I'm uh, going to say. But this is our last Sunday together, so give us... Out of the park this week, Eric. Give us your last Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's Game day picks. Boy, this music really gets me going. All right, so the 49ers are coming to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons, and it's going to be a brutal game for the 49ers with the Falcons topping them 35-17. to It's kind of gone like that for the anti-American 49ers this year. Exactly. They're the worst team in America because they hate America. That's right. They're worse than the Browns because I think they've won one game, but the Browns are actually patriotic, so the 49ers are worse than the Browns. I say so, too. Speaking of patriots, well, America's most patriotic team, it's right in their name, (laughs) they travel to snowy Denver to take on the Denver Broncos. And while the Broncos last year kept the Patriots out of the Super Bowl, this year 
going to be a different story. It'll be a close game as the defenses battle it out, but the Patriots will top them 23-20. to 20. I don't know how to ask you this. Do you believe that Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback in NFL history? So handsome. I wish I were still 40. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. Um, and, 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 and tonight on, on, on uh, Sunday Night Football, we have the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Dallas to take on the Cowboys who are resurging. Yeah, but uh, it, it, the Bucks' defense is pretty good, and their offense is coming on lately. I still got to pick the Cowboys twenty-eight to, t- to ten. Oh, uh, please go Cowboys! If the Cowboys lose, do you think that uh, they start looking to-, to Tony Romo to take over for the rookie no, Dak you, Prescott? You, you can't go back to Tony Romo. You've got Dak. Dak is the is the man. I think Tony's going to go to Denver. Someplace like I'd, that. I'd, I'd like to see Tony wind up someplace where he will get hurt a lot less. Yeah. Maybe they'll sign him and, and he'll get a couple games in before he's out for the rest of the season. But you know, that's how the way things go. And I, you know what? You can't you can't keep Eli Manning and the Giants down. No, you can't. You, you know, they always get better in December, don't they? <laughs> that's right. It's their month. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know your stuff. <laughs> I'd like to see, before we go, I'd like to see the Patriots maybe play the Giants again and then, you know, Brady beat him. Well, yeah, for once. He's yeah. lost twice to them. Nah, I don't want that. So, uh... Very quickly, who won last night in that Jets-Dolphins game? Anybody know? Oh, the Dolphins killed the Jets. Yeah. Jets are pretty bad, huh? It's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite team? My favorite team of all time is all the teams, except for the 49ers. Okay. All the American teams. All right. When we return, Outrage Corner. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And in today's Atlanta Journal-Constitution, an investigation into doctors and sex abuse, a case of one doctor who assaulted 1,200 children. Story while disturbing, shows how the system works to protect doctors, giving them priority even when children are abused. And just before, I have to point out that I have a few doctors in my family, and they're wonderful people. My brother-in-law is an ear, nose, and throat person, so if his hands come down below your shoulders, there's no... (laughs) He did give me a rather sensual head massage once. I didn't think anything of it at the time. Uh, Welcome back to this, the last Sunday edition of the Von Hessler Doctrine. You sound a little sad, Eric. Well, we've done 90. This is our 90th. In one, it's bittersweet. This Sunday show has been wonderful, and I've looked forward to it, but now, uh, January 9th, I should say... The Von Hessler Doctrine, every weekday, 11 a.m. till noon, right here on News 95.5 at a.m. 7.50 WSB. And the Sunday show launched in January 2015, correct? Because you were filling in That's uh, right. I was, in 2014. I, I was doing that. some fill-ins. I think we started in January of 2015, yes. Wow, it's a long time. Packed in 90 shows. Almost two years almost, of Sundays. And, but we've uh, made the promotion to the big stage now, and so... That's where we're going. Before we get to outrage with, with English Nick, I don't know. There's a story that we missed. I want to make sure we covered. Uh, Oxford University. He says, this is supposed Hello, darling. This is absolutely marvelous. Uh, uh, You're either an Oxford man or a Cambridge man. That's what so It's like Harvard and Yale. Here. Yeah. Uh, do they produce the, the prime ministers over there? The <laughs> they tend to produce presidents over here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so students are being asked to use the gender neutral pronoun Z. What, what? Uh, now, wait, why are you saying that this has been debunked? I'm looking at a story here from, uh, oh, well, okay, it's a right-wing blog. I'll give you that. But the Sunday Times has reported it. 
All I see on here, it says even in this story, Tim Andrews, yes. that they're not being forced to say it, they're just being encouraged. Right. The, the reason it was debunked is because a lot of people, uh, the right-wing news blogs, there are left and right-wing news blogs, were saying that it's mandatory and that it's... But it's, it's not, not mandatory, it's, it's being suggested. Suggested. But, it's a suggestion. Right. But, uh, Still stupid. In reality, I don't get the, like, the whole pronoun, I'm very Archie Bunker on this. Because I'm libertarian, right? What I believe is live and let live. Uh-huh. Who you are, none of my business, quite frankly. As long as you don't hurt other people, live your life any way you want. Live and let live. Uh, it's not for me to get in your way, but the, the, the deal there is you don't get in my way, and we leave each other alone. So even if you are transgendered, Right. You should not take offense if I say he or she. You I, should maybe roll your eyes and go, oh, whatever. But this idea that the knee-jerk reaction is, I'm offended. I've got news for you. Check it out. Really examine it. I'll bet you're not really offended. <laughs> you're actually reacting in a way that society tells you. You know what offense is? I'm shaking. I'm in the corner. I can't. I'm so offended. I can't. How often does true offense actually happened to anyone it is a rarity and now we're in a situation where people just know that well here's a thing that uh, should trigger you being offended but nobody is actually really offended if when you're really offended it's difficult to speak it's difficult to breathe when you are actually offended you're never offended never as a mere political act as a me- offense is a real bone-shaking, to-the-core kind of thing. And now it's like, well, here's another category. I'm offended. You know what you could be? You could be transgendered with a thick skin. Good and, luck. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, I mean, my guess is if people weren't trained to always be offended, they would realize the fact that somebody just called me he or she, at the end of the day, actually means nothing. Isn't it? Mo- so long as the laws are on my side, right. so long as I get equal rights, so long as, I, as people let me live, as I let them live, these are the things that matter. The idea that someone says something to me, it would be as stupid as being offended <laughs> by the idea. You ever walk up behind somebody and you think it looks like a friend, <laughs> and you start talking to them, and then they turn around and you're like totally embarrassed because you thought it was your friend Joe, but it's not at all? It would be like them being offended by that. What? You thought I was Joe? No, I was mistaken. I was mistaken. That's like an awkward thing. It's not necessarily material for offense. Who cares? If somebody (laughs) called me a girl, when I had long hair when I was a teenager, sometimes people would derisively call me a girl. Did I I sit down and write a letter to the newspaper? You weren't devastated, Eric? No, I was not. Here's the thing I was not devastated. I was like, you know what? I grew my hair long just to get a reaction out of you. How about that? So really, you're doing what I want you to do. What Whatever happened to the concept of thick skins? If you live your life in a way that maybe is a little bit different than most other people live their life, there's a chance that maybe some people aren't going to be on board and understand everything. Expect some confusion, but that's okay. Talk about it. Right. You know? So long yeah. as they don't get in the way of your rights, your equal rights, your civil rights, then the idea that somebody, why would you want to be, who cares if somebody calls you Z or she? <laughs> I, what in the world is well, it? Who cares? A or per. Those are other options, too. Yeah, I know. I'm what? looking at this thing on Wikipedia. He, she, there's Z, C, A, V, T, and E. Per. For him, her, there's Zim, Zim. 
course it does. Uh, because it rhymes with him. It's going to make conjugation hard when you're learning a new language. Well, the, whole thing, yeah, yeah, the, the whole thing is ridiculous because Zim is based on him. Yeah. So if you're really going to do the etymology and get deeply offended, well, why should it be based on him? That was a patriarchal blah, blah, uh. blah. You know, it's like when women say, I'm a strong woman, and so therefore, when I get married, I'm going to keep my maiden name. Back up. You're going to keep your father's name. <laughs> You're not keeping your mother's name. You're keeping the name that your father gave you that passed down from his father. Well, I'm going to keep, you know, like Hillary Rodham. Rodham was her father's name. I mean, you can't get outside of the... You can't breathe without oxygen. You can't get outside of gravity. We live inside of a world. Are you totally offended by the world around you? If you are, there's a chance it's not the world. It just might be you. Okay, let's do this. Outrage Corner. That's outrageous. With English Nick. By the way, send your cards and letters at WSB Radio, care of Pete Spriggs. <laughs> director. He's yeah. got a whole stack of cards uh, outside of his door right now. He referred to me as he. I can't move. I can't breathe. <gasps> he didn't call me Z. Oh, anyway, man, what if you use the wrong letter too? They're going to get into oh, that next. Time. What if you? What if you're just not very good with the language? <laughs> Tim highlighted something too. There, could you imagine learning Spanish where everything the verb is conjugated? <laughs> it's conjugated based on who the who the subject is in the sentence. Like, well, oh my god! Now you reminded me how stupid I am because that's one of the things that I really feel like has really left me behind. I know no second language. It's a good thing I know the only one that matters. <laughs> Send your cards and letters to WSB Radio, Pete Spriggs, Program Director. Go ahead with your All audience. right, we got a massive Yahoo outrage, Eric. Yahoo confirms 500 million accounts compromised in huge data breach. This happened back in 2014. Uh, they got yeah. names and email addresses and telephone numbers, dates of birth. Yeah, they say they didn't, they didn't give out financial information, but the problem is if you're like most people that have the same password everywhere and have the yeah. same answers to every question, if they get those from one place, then they put that together with your bank account, and if you've got the same thing, they can get in there. Can I tell you something about all of this? I assume when I'm on the Internet that everything is out there. This is the best way to live your life. There is People get fooled because they're alone in a room or they're in their cubicle or whatever, and they feel like that they have some right to privacy. First of all, your right to privacy on the Internet is not something I've been able to find in the Constitution. <laughs> I have to be honest with you. Secondly, the Internet, even though you feel like you're alone, you are in the public commons. You are on the public commons, perhaps I should say. You are... You should think of yourself when you go on the internet as walking outside your door, leaving your door open, and standing in the middle of the cul-de-sac, yelling at the world. That's how you <laughs> should see yourself. Now, here is your protection is because everybody else in the world is out in the cul-de-sac at the same time. Mm. So they're yelling everything at the same time, and you're yelling everything at the same time. So for the most part, as long as you don't do things to draw people's investigation upon yourself or that hackers go in and find your stuff, you'll be left alone. But think of yourself, I think of myself every time I go on the internet as uh, in the middle of the street uh, with no clothes on, sometimes literally, sometimes literally, <laughs> with no clothes on. I bet your neighbors could attest to that happening oh, in the last couple of years. Well, right out in the cul-de-sac. I mm -hmm. haven't been drinking quite There's as much. There's Eric again. I haven't been drinking quite as much, but it is the <laughs> holiday season. Who's he yelling at this time? I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong, but do you really think this is ever going to stop? Right. 
I mean, this is this never. Is the, do you like the convenience? Do you like the idea? You used to have to write somebody, and you would write them a letter, and it had to be a long one because who's going to sit down and write a letter if it's a paragraph? And then you had to stamp it, put it in the mail. They waited a, four days to get it. Then you, look, do you like the convenience? Then accept the convenience. But I've got news for you. It doesn't matter what you think or what I think. Privacy is gone. It's not gone if you want to go live in a cabin somewhere and (laughs) knock it on the internet. Hey, you know what? Oh my goodness, this just struck me. You don't have to be on the internet. What? Huh? (laughs) You can actually live your life not on the internet, but it's a bargain, you know? Basically, you're turning your whole life over when you're on the internet. Everything that you've done. Now, I value this. On my Yahoo account... I have every email. Now, I'm not on Yahoo anymore. Like, when did the Gmail come into vogue? Like, 2008, 2009? Mm-hmm. And I, I, my main one became a Gmail one, but it was Yahoo before then. And then I just started to transfer all my, all the, anytime I had to sign up for a newsletter type of thing, all the junk stuff went to the Yahoo one and the important stuff went to Gmail. But I, if you send me an email, I keep it forever. I keep it forever because I know I'm a good person and I know that most of the time I'm at least trying to do right. So I, I think of it as evidence against everybody in my life. Anybody comes to me and says, seven years ago, <laughs> you said, oh, really? Well, let's go well, back let's and look take a look. I've there got you, you, you know. So for me, I think of it as a good thing. But look, it's embarrassing. Uh, this guy, John Podesta. I mean, who wants any of their emails out there with just mundane talk even? But that's the bargain. And you just need to understand that. There's no privacy anymore. And so all you can do, if you're smart, Actually, I had some Clark Howard here I should have played because he's a smart guy, but I'll, I'll give you what he said. Basically, change your passwords all the time and have two, uh, what's it called, two-factor identification? Is that what it's called? Yes. Because you want to have the second thing with your phone so you can find out. And just change your password like every 14 days. You want to be safe? Change your password every 14 days. All right. The final segment of the final Sunday show of the Von Hessler Doctrine when we return. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. This is our last segment of our Sunday edition of the Von Hessler Doctrine. Starting January 9th, we're going to be on weekdays, 11 a.m. to noon, in this happy new year. All right, so we've got some, before we go, we've got to let you know a few things. And then Paul Stanley, of course, and the rock band Kiss will tell us what we learned. Are you coming with us on weekdays, Paul Stanley? Listen, I learned that there's not going to be a Sunday show anymore, which is news to me. Uh, I'm going to call you. I'm, look, I'm going to need more money if I'm going to be here five days a week. Okay? You're only going to be here. No, I thought what we do is we have, we have you on Friday. So tell us what we learned this week. All right. So get, if you, that uh, sounds okay to me, but you got to get in touch with Gene. I gave him 10%. Oh, he's your manager. He's my man. Is that extortion? I think it, it might be. be. I think it's a little much. We'll call Gene. Uh, I'll let you know that uh, we're filling in for Herman Cain on WSB. Uh, tomorrow from 10 to noon. And then on Tuesday night, we are going to be taping the Von Hessler Doctrine Christmas special. And you'll be able to tune in on Facebook Live. You go to the Von Hessler Doctrine Facebook page, 7 p.m. This is a lot of fun. We do these with the holiday shows. You, uh, you watch as we put together our Christmas special. That show uh, will air uh, 3 p.m. on Christmas Eve, uh, 7 to 9 p.m. on Christmas evening. And 10 p.m. to midnight, uh, the day after Christmas. So join us on that. And congratulations to Mark Aram. Uh, we're not the yes. only ones changing our 
our situation. We're going from noon on Sunday to weekdays, 11 a.m. to noon. He actually gets to sleep at night a little bit. Mark Aram's going to be able to get something closer to a normal evening's rest. He'll be on from 7 to 9 p.m. in the next year. Does he start on January 9th as we do? He does. Okay, so January 9th, there's some changes coming. Uh, And also download that WSB Radio app. And it says we've got a cold front coming in, and you can get more. <laughs> Why did you put that in here? Yeah, because well, we've, look, got we, front we, 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 we've got weather coming in over here. It could be a climate change induced. You know, you never yeah. know. You never know what to expect. Yeah, because we never had this stuff before climate change. Paul Stanley, very quickly, what did we learn? Well, we learned that Oxford University wants students to use Z. That Z E is the pronoun. What's wrong with the one I use? Chick. <laughs> <laughs> very quickly, what else? Nobody cares about celebrities and their opinions on politics unless you're in KISS. Right. Unless you're Gene Simmons. I got one more if it's time. Go ahead. I was going to go to the Electoral College until I realized, like, you know, I liked having relations with girls. (laughs) Are you saying they're nerds? Bunch of of egg-headed nerds choosing the president. They're going to vote for Trump, though, you think, right? I'm sure they are. If they don't, there's going to be riots. All right. We're ready to go. Thank you for joining us every Sunday for the last couple of years. Starting on January 9th, you'll be able to catch the Von Hester Doctrine 11 a.m. to noon every weekday. That was this episode of the Von Hester Doctrine. We'll chat with you tomorrow in for Herman. Until then, get off my lawn.